remember, just as we get started here, who's on the throne? Jesus. Okay, and where are you, Brandon? You're right here, not Brandon. Sweet. Okay, now here is, who is somebody you guys know on campus that needs Jesus? You just say a fake name to keep their identity secret. Billy and Jimmy. Okay. Billy was the first one. Here is Billy. All right. So how in the world are you going to reach Billy on your own? Not going to happen, right? (laughs) Yeah, we need Christ to be on the throne. We need to be filled in control with his spirit to be able to reach this campus for him. So let's just pray. Brandon, you want to just start? Is that what I said a minute ago? I don't know if I said anyone. Brandon, you want to just start us? Yeah, it'd be great. Heavenly Father, just thank you just for being so awesome. God, I just pray that uh, you just come into our lives, that we'd be filled with the Holy Spirit, God, and that you just be on the throne, God, um, right now, and then just uh, whenever, especially we're trying to share our faith, God, that we wouldn't try to do it on our own, that we would use your help. Amen. So why are you guys here at Fort Lewis? We talked about it a little bit last week, but what, what's the main reason? God put me here. Mm-hmm. God put you here. And why did he put you next to Billy? To share, share the good news. Yeah. So that Billy would seek and find God, huh? Acts 17, 26 through 27. That's exciting. My joy in doing this class is... Hopefully, you guys are getting equipped so that you could reach Billy with the gospel, so that he doesn't have to stay in the dark, so that he can come to know Jesus and learn more about him. So, again, we talked a little bit about this at the retreat, but what's God's heart for the lost? Anybody remember 1 Timothy 2.4? It says that he wants everyone to be saved. Second Peter three. Second Peter three nine. What does that say? Yeah, that not he doesn't want any to perish. He's not willing that any would perish. So that's his heart. As we come and talk today, this is not theoretical to God. In fact, if you were God, would there be any issue that you were more passionate about than seeing lost people come back to you? Probably not. And in fact, he tells us that in Scripture. This is as close to his heart as you can get. Remember again in John 12, 32 through 33, he's already drawing all men unto himself. Remember this verse? We talked about it this week. We talked about it last week, uh, this week at the retreat. And Matthew 9, 37 says the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Verse 38 says the workers are few. So the bottom line, guys, is that Jimmy, or Billy, <laughs> Billy is being drawn to Christ already. God's already working on his heart. He's already being drawn. And he is ripe for Jesus. The harvest is ripe. Does that make sense? I don't have to look at Billy and say, gosh, I really doubt Billy wants to know about Jesus. Billy might even tell you. Actually, Aaron and I got pizza last night. And we were at um, Home Slice, I guess. I don't like their pizza. Anyway, that's a sideways issue. I thought it was kind of gross. But uh, but I'm just glad I can eat gluten right now and not get headaches. But anyway, we overheard this guy saying, he's a college student, he's saying, I hate when those straight-edge kids try to like push their ways on me. Like, just leave me alone. So he wasn't necessarily talking about Christians, but it's conceivable that somebody might say that about you, right, about Christians. Now, here's the deal. Even if they're saying that, does that mean, well, Jesus was wrong. He's really not working on that guy's heart. No. Have you ever been confused about what's going on in your own life? I have, okay? And I think in cases like that, it's good to assume that Jesus is true and this guy is confused. So even if this guy is saying, gosh, Alex, don't you dare try to push your beliefs on me. 
Right? You can say, well, I'm going to be sensitive. I'm going to be caring. I'm not going to be a jerk. But at the same time, I know God's working in your heart. Whether you know it or not, I know God's working in your heart. And wasn't that the case with each of you? Wasn't God working in your heart long before you were pursuing Him, long before you were interested in Him? He's good at that. Remember this kid named Tom? He was a freshman here. His RA was a Christian and said he was the worst student in the dorm. Biggest partier, more into drugs and alcohol than anyone. Uh, always getting into tons of trouble. And I began sharing Christ with Tom, who didn't seem all that interested at the start. But before he left this school, he, he only spent one semester here. Before he left this school, he put his trust in Christ. It was actually the morning that he checked out of his dorm. I'd continued sharing with him throughout the semester, on and off. And this last morning, I thought, i got to go give it one more shot. i got to go talk to him one last time before he moves away to London. He was going to London because his family lived there. And that morning, I went up to his dorm not knowing what to expect. And we, after he checked out, we went and got coffee and started talking. And he ended up putting his trust in Christ uh, that morning, guys. Somebody that his RA would have said, gosh, this guy is as far away from God as you can get. But God was already working on his heart. And so here is the challenge for today. Colossians 4, 5 says, make the most of every opportunity. Remember that? Make the most of every opportunity, redeeming the time, or not letting those past experiences get lost, right? So here is the, the challenge. You already have opportunities every day all around you. Each one of you have people in your sphere of influence that need to know about Jesus, and they're desperately searching. They might not even know yet that they're searching for Jesus, but they're searching. You can just see it in the way they live their lives. And I want to encourage you to make the most of every opportunity by bringing Christ into conversations that you're already having. Right? Isn't that a lot simpler than necessarily just going out and trying to, to hit somebody that you've never met real hard with the gospel? I'm not criticizing that. We talked last week about how ministry evangelism is important and has a role. But I want to encourage you, too, that your sphere of influence is there straight from God. He decided that the people around you would be around you. We started out with that verse, Acts 17, 26 through 27. So it's important for you to learn how to reach those people. So right now, before we get going, again, the point being how to bring Christ into conversations you're already having, take a minute, you guys each have a worksheet, and check the three to five topics that you talk most about. We're going to have a little interaction today. It's designed to help you think through some of these issues and actually come up with a plan and a strategy for reaching your sphere of influence. So we're just going to take, let's say, about a minute or two. Just look through and check those. checking those boxes, I will think of another evangelism story to share. I'm trying to think of a good one. Gosh, okay, I'll share Brandon's. Brandon, why don't you come up here and share your story from the end of Night Vision while they check some boxes. So at Night Vision, we would... Uh do these, we're going to do these solariums later, but we're going around doing these surveys for the first half of the day, and then the second half is like free time, kind of, and that's when all the concerts were and stuff. So the first night, I just did the whole like concert thing, and I had a lot of fun, but I kind of felt like in the morning, there's less like non-Christians, you know, like 
what non-Christian goes to an event like six hours early. So I felt really like convicted, like, ah, oh, I should like maybe go out and share. But so the next day, feeling really convicted of that, um, I caught myself going just to like go hang out at the concert for the whole night. And then like the Holy Spirit hit me and I was just like, oh yeah, like I should probably go share like at least once maybe. And then I kind of had this little, like, battle going on, like, should I, should I not? Like, what should I do? I don't want to, but I kind of do. So anyways, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, first person I see. And so I go out, and uh, there's these three girls. And I'm like, hey, do you guys want to do a survey? That's kind of, like, awkward, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they're like, yeah, what is it? And they're, they thought it was kind of weird, too. But uh, as we got through it, they're like, this is really cool and stuff, and they're like, you know, like, are you in high school or what? And I was like, no, I'm in college. And they're really interested that, like, I wanted to, like, do this survey with them, you know? Like, it started off maybe a little awkward, but it got really, like, cool. And then uh, they're just asking some really awesome questions during the solarium. Like, uh, like what's what's the best answer you've ever heard for this question and all this stuff? And uh, And they asked me, like, for stories throughout the day, and I told them that, I was like, well, today I got to share this with them, and I showed them the four spiritual laws. They're like, can you share that with us? I was like, yeah, you bet. So we finished up this uh, survey, and I got into this, uh, into that four spiritual laws, or the knowing God personally packet, and as we're going through it, they're just like, they're just really participating in stuff. Like, usually when I share that, like on campus, we kind of get into these little, like, uh, discussions, you know, not really arguments, but like, oh, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? They're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. They're just totally like the the harvest is totally right for them. And then um, I remember I got to the part with the two circles, and uh, I asked them, you know, which life is yours right now? And they like kind of started like crying, and they pointed to the one with themselves on the throne and Christ outside, and I said, which one do you want? And they wanted the one with Christ in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never gotten this far. <laughs> I don't know what the next page is even about, really. <laughs> so, anyways, they prayed the prayer right there, and like we like, got follow-up and stuff. But I guess the cool part of the story is, like, I didn't even really want to, like, go do it, you know? <laughs> but, like, it took being scared and, like, I don't know. And the coolest part was that they were so ready for it, I didn't have to, like have all the right answers and stuff. They're just like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, it's a cool story. Woo, give me a hand. That was awesome, huh? Okay, so a bunch of you guys have checked off a lot of that list, and this is going to be a hardcore uh, challenge or something for you to check out. But how many, you don't have to raise your hand, but check to see whether Jesus came up in the topics that you talk most about. And I want to encourage you guys, Matthew 12, 34 says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, when you think about evangelism, it has a whole lot less to do with just being really good at all the training. Training is important, and it's needed. That's why we're doing this class. But it has a whole lot more to do with loving your Savior. If you love something, you will not be able to help but talk about it, right? It will come out in your conversation. And the more you love it, the more it's going to come out in your conversation, that goes with uh, snowboarding, if you like snowboarding. It goes with pizza. It goes with Fort Lewis College. It goes with your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, pets. It also goes with your Savior. 
right? If you love Jesus, he's going to come out in your conversations, and nobody will be able to stop that from happening. So as you look at that list, we're going to use that in a minute to try and find out ways to get to the gospel from the things that you check that you're already talking about. But I wanted to encourage you, if you're struggling with bringing Christ into your conversations, this is going to be good training, but the first and foremost step would be to start connecting daily with your Savior. It's, it's this exact thing, letting him be on the throne constantly throughout your life. It's what Brandon did. I don't want to, I'm on the throne. Okay, I defer to the Holy Spirit. You can have your way, not me. You're on the throne. Boom, okay, now God can use me. That's the process. So as he becomes the center focus of our lives, we will not be able to stop talking about him. So we need to kind of demystify evangelism. We need to make it a lot less crazy than we think of it. It's not this big, hairy monster. It's not this terrible cliff that we have to scale. It's really simple. I just need to love Jesus, and then he's going to come out in my conversations. So last week we talked about the four sound barriers, and we just barely mentioned them. And the reason we call them sound barriers, we're going to talk about each one today in relation to that list and in relation to the sphere of influence that you're around. The four sound barriers are called sound barriers... Because there are four distinct times. I'm going to start with one today. <laughs> there are four distinct times where noise has to come out of your mouth, and it might be a little intimidating. You don't feel like talking. I don't feel like letting noise come out of my mouth. Like you were saying, oftentimes the first one being just meeting someone. Okay? So the first one is what is it? Meeting and. I'm going to put meet and talk. Okay, pretty simple. Hello, my name is Shelby. What's your name? Where are you from? Okay. And I would encourage you in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about this. But go back to the second cross-training class. We have all that online. Go back to the second cross-training class and get some really good training on how to meet people if you missed it. Okay, what's the third one? Now you're talking about, say, politics. Okay. What, what's, what do you do now? Just have a good conversation about Obama? Is that it? Depending on where you're coming from. <laughs> Some people might have different perspectives. What's the next sound barrier? Yeah, go to a spiritual conversation. Right? We're talking about Obama. And we're going to go to a spiritual topic. Just out of curiosity, in a minute we're going to throw out some some random topics, but as if you were talking about Obama, how would you maybe, actually I'll just say this because we're going to have some time for you guys to interact later. What's that? You have one? Yeah. Okay, so let's I, hear it. Um, a lot of people think that he's a Muslim, uh-huh. but he's really, he's really a Christian. Mm-hmm. Just going to talking about Christianity through that. There's a lot of different ways you could do it, but that would just be a way to throw it out there. That's the exact same thing I was going to say. Shelby, you're a genius. Yeah. I always tell people, I don't know where you're coming from, so I'm not even going to go there. But I disagree with Obama's policies in a lot of ways. Not all, but in a lot of them. But that doesn't mean that I can't take him at his word that he's truly a Christian, right? Christians need to quit believing that just because I disagree with somebody, they can't possibly be saved. You know, I've read his testimony or his story about how Christ came into his life, and unless he's flat out lying, he's a believer, Right, And I, I trust that he's not flat out lying. I guess that's between him and God. But he articulated how he asked Christ for his forgiveness and asked him to come into his life better than a lot of Christians I know can put into words. You know, 
So, gosh, that's a great way to bring the topic around to a spiritual topic. Now you're talking about Islam and Christianity, okay? So, oh, yeah, have you heard that, he's, that people think he's a Muslim? Well, some people, blah, blah, blah. You're talking about that. Now, how would you bring it to number three? What's number three? Shared? The gospel, yeah. Okay, how's it yeah, yeah, gospel. Okay, how would you bring that to the gospel now? You're talking about Islam and Christianity. What's the difference? How are you going to bring that to the gospel? Pretty simple, right? There's a major difference. The Bible puts it this way. This is how somebody can be saved and know that for certain. Boom. Here's the gospel. And then finally, you bring them... Okay, number four. What is it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, bring them to a point... Of decision. You can't badger them. You can't force them. That's between them and God. But it would be wrong of you not to offer them that opportunity to put their trust in Christ or to keep thinking about it, right? Okay, so those are the four sound barriers. So, sound barrier number one meeting someone and initiating a conversation. It's supernatural. Remember, we did the whole meeting somebody new uh, class a couple weeks ago. And after you meet them, you can transition through simple questions. Did you see what you did, Shelby? Have you heard about how some people think he's a Muslim? Gosh, you're just asking a real easy question that's transitioning the conversation in a direction. Right? So we want to have some good conversation uh, transition questions already thought through or to be thinking of those as the conversation is going. A lot of those are what questions, right? Maybe why questions, what questions, how questions, things like that. Uh, asking somebody to clarify where they're coming from or clarifying what they believe. You could say, what do you think about this rumor that he's a Muslim? Have you ever heard that rumor? What do you think about it? So you're just asking questions to bring them to that spiritual topic, right? It's super simple. It's not very difficult. And right now we're going to do an activity with it. And that's going to be come up with a few conversation questions that you could ask to find out more about another person and to transition the conversation to a spiritual topic based on the different topics that you checked a minute ago. Those topics being you, your stuff, your kids, your spouse, your friends, your hobbies, your interests, sports, celebrities, music, activities, house, politics, news, weather, work, complaints, TV, movies, gossip, vacation, holidays, pets, a cause like environmentalism, Day-to-day routine, classes, town and community, Jesus, church, ministry, social issues, travel, other people, or something different. Okay, so those are some of the topics. And I want you guys to take a few seconds right now and think through how to um, come up with some conversation questions that would transition you from those topics to the gospel. Just like you did a minute ago from a political conversation, you got to a spiritual conversation, I guess. So not necessarily directly to the gospel. So take a few seconds, and I am going to tell a story about Brian. So look at your topics and start thinking through some questions. Brian is a student that we met here several years ago. He actually got kind of locked into Connect. How's that for cool? (laughs) He came in the old building where we did Connect. You could come in the front or the back, but the back closed when the restaurant closed, or the the subcut. And so he came in the back, and... They close the doors. And so he's kind of stuck there. So he says to me, I'm in the back. He says, is it okay if I just sit here until this is done and eat my dinner? He was one of the last people to get a burger before they shut down for the night. And I said, of course, yeah, if you don't mind hearing a bunch of you know, Christians singing and somebody talking about God's word, you can stay. So he stayed the whole night. And that night we left to go camping on our guy's camping trip. 
his third week of school, I guess. We just went camping a few weeks ago in Silverton with a bunch of you guys. But anyway, so he came camping with us that weekend. Right then, he heard about it that night for the first time. He said, can I race back to my dorm, please? Get my stuff, and then I'll, I'll come with you guys tonight. So he came, and he had the time of his life. And he told me at the end of that, he said, Nate, he said, usually it takes me years to feel as connected to, to a group of people as I do today after just a day of knowing you guys, you know. And, and he says, I, I just... I want to know more about all this. And so we shared the gospel with him. And we ended up talking for eight weeks together as we clarified where he was coming from and questions he had, issues that he was thinking about, things he wanted to think through. And after eight weeks, he put his trust in Christ. And that was probably four years ago. He's still a really close friend of mine. Could have been five years ago. I think it was before you were a freshman. Could be, or right around my freshman right, year. It could have been your freshman year, yeah. So anyway... He's still a believer. He, well, obviously. And he loves God. And he's still a friend, I guess I'd say. Okay, so what are some of your topics and what are some of your questions that you came up with to transition to a spiritual conversation from those topics? Anybody anybody want to come up and tell us what their topics are? Okay, Shelby, let's do it. Sure, just bring them all up. It's good. So what am I, what am I talking about my questions? Yeah, you can just say what your questions were, oh, um, and, uh, and then or your topics that you listed, and then what questions you'd use to get to a spiritual conversation from the top. Um, okay, uh, some of the things, I was kind of honest, um, the things I talk about all the time, I've been noticing a lot lately that I talk about myself a lot when I'm talking to someone else. Um, I feel like that's something that should probably change, so I didn't really write a lot about that one, just because... I don't want to accept the fact that it's there. Um, <laughs> one of the main ones, like, the thing that I talk about most with other people when I find out that we have it in common is music. Like, I love, I love music, and I like, I like heavy music. So when I get, like, into a conversation with somebody about um, a type of music that we can both agree on, um, it's kind of easy to say, oh, you know what I really like about, you know, this song, or what I really like about this artist is their heart for Jesus and how they really show that in their music and, like, bring that to a spiritual topic. Um, I checked complaints, but that's another one I don't want to address because it doesn't need to be there. Um, so other things that I find easy to talk about uh, are my tattoos, obviously. Um, this one is an Easter lily, and people ask me, like, hey, what, is, what does that mean to you? Um, it symbolizes the resurrection of Christ and how... I can put my hope and my trust in him, and that's where I find all of my hope. So that, that really brings it around to a nice spiritual conversation, too, because, like, how do you come back from that? Like, oh, that's nice, bye. Like, no, <laughs> come here, like, talk to you. Come here. <laughs> so um, that's, kind of, that's kind of the main ones cool. that I had time to think about. So, yeah. Anybody else have Anybody else want to? Give it a shot. Ashley, you, I'm sure you have some good ones. Yeah. Ashley, they are pretty awesome. Can I stay here? Do you want me to come here? The camera's right there. <laughs> what is that? Do I have to go up there? Can I just... Gosh, you can just sing. Well, what about my talk about this ministry? 
on YouTube, by the way. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought it was that awesome. Somebody did that with you, right? Was it you? Was it who? Who was it that was telling you about Sam. that? Sam, Samantha. I was so yeah, now you're doing it again. Gosh, multiplication, how cool is that? God is all about multiplication. So anyway, activity number two. Did you guys, was that kind of useful to think through? What am I already talking about? What could I think of that could transition those conversations to the gospel? See if you've thought that through, and it sounds like you've done this before. This wasn't just brand new to you. But for a lot of us, if we can sit down and really think through, what am I talking about? How can I transition to the gospel? You will find... When those conversations start, you're going to have a lot more ease getting into the conversation than if you'd never even thought about this beforehand. And if you can have the conversation question already picked out in your head, you're just waiting for the appropriate time to use it so that you're not badgering the person, not being awkward. Like probably when somebody says, I like heavy metal, you don't go, my favorite man is this. He talks about Jesus. What do you think about Jesus, right? <laughs> I mean, you've, you've thought this through enough, but you're not just going to like, you're not just going to bulldoze the guy, right? You're having a natural conversation. What bands do you like? Oh, I like this band. Oh, that's really good. What's your favorite band? I can talk about, so I'm not like, because yeah. I try to talk about something that they don't know. Yeah. And it's just being sensitive. I always like asking questions like that one. What's your favorite band? Da, 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 da. What's your favorite band, Shelby? <laughs> you could say some Christian band you like, you know? And then from there, you could ask them, well, why do you like that band? Oh, because of da-da-da-da. Oh, what about you? Oh, I like it because of this message, really. The message, what's it? Right? It's just, it becomes supernatural and super easy. And it's a way to bring Christ into conversations you're already having without just being weird. Okay, so that is bringing this conversation to a spiritual topic. Now, from there, guys, we are going to do activity number three, and we're going to try and come up with some transition questions from number three, or from number two to number three, and this should be pretty simple. So I only want you to take a minute or two and have you share those just from where you're sitting out loud. The typical one that we use is what? What's... What's been your experience with Christianity? Right? See, you're talking about... Did somebody use that on you? (laughs) Yeah, gosh, it's probably happened a lot of you. I know Russ used it on me when I first met him. But you're having this spiritual conversation, and now you need to go to the gospel. Well, it can be really easy to ask another question that directly brings it to the gospel. Like, what has been your experience with Christianity? See, again, you're being polite. You're asking them to tell you about themselves. You're not being weird or pushy or anything like that. You're giving them an opportunity to talk, and you are there to listen. Most people don't have somebody there to listen very often. And then they're going to tell you what their background's been, their experience. It might be good, it might be bad, it might be terrible. But the conversation is there, and you can talk about Jesus and their background and Jesus' real message from that point. That's not the only question, though. Right? There might, that could be, you could sound robotic if that's all you ever said. Right? So what are some other questions you guys could use, you think? Other than what has been your background of Christianity? Anything else? Anybody have one? Leah does? Okay, I know Leah does. She has the best second one I've ever heard. Every time she says it, I think, man, that's good. Okay. I have a couple that I like to use um, with people who like claim that they, have, that they are Christians, but, you know, I've never quite sure. I'm always like, so if someone were to ask you how to get to heaven, or if someone
celebrates like a really good one because some people are like, well, I don't know, like, put Jesus in your heart. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. I'm not quite sure. It's like, oh, well, can I show you something that has that? Or I think my favorite um, is if you, like, if if God wanted, let's see, oh, if God is really real, would you want to know what he has to say about you or what he wants to do with you? A lot of people are like, yeah, of course I want to know what God wants, like what God would want with me. Yeah. So. Those are good. Anything else? How you could get to Jesus? Can anybody think of anything else? Uh, Joseph likes to use, when, when I say the word Christian, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a really good question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell right off how, like, where they're at, and like they've had a bad experience. Or, you know, when I say the word Christian, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's a great, great question. All right, what about something to do with your testimony? Could you say something like, gosh, you're talking about spiritual topics? It would not be awkward at that point to say, can I tell you a little bit about my spiritual journey? What I found. I tell you a few things that I found about how you can have a relationship with Christ. So those are all pretty simple. So now we're going to talk about some transition questions, and this will be a little bit of an activity. Some transition questions from a few random topics. Okay, those random topics are going to be football. How many of you guys were excited? The Broncos barely won that game yesterday. And the Cardinals closed out the season sweeping the Rockies. Oh, not in the playoffs, but at least we... <laughs> that was that was redemption between me and Austin because they swept us earlier this year, and it was just pretty awesome. I was pretty excited. Okay, what else? Your life, right? I put that in there because probably we don't like to admit it, but most of us are where Shelby was talking about, right? She's just more honest than most of us, <laughs> right? But anyway, so if I if I catch myself talking about complaints or my life or something like that, how could I transition to the gospel from that? And then the next one would be um, classes. The one I say your life doesn't necessarily have to be bad. You'd just be talking about what, what you've been doing lately or something like that. Okay, what do you guys think? What are some transi- some transition questions that we could use to get to the to a spiritual conversation or the gospel from? these three different areas. What do you think? Brandon? Or football? Yeah, sure. Well, you can pick whichever one you want. So uh, be thinking. I might call on you guys. You just talked about uh, Tim Tebow. Gosh, Tim Tebow. What would you say about Tim Tebow? selling jersey in football right now, <laughs> and he's basically never really even played a game in the NFL. He ran the ball a couple times, and he's a quarterback, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, yeah, everybody knows about him. He's very famous right now. And just to give you perspective on Tebow, you guys should go 
Google them this afternoon or check them out. But just to give you perspective, his dad's been a missionary for his entire life. Tebow grew up a missionary kid, basically. And from the time he was a kid, his whole desire was to be a preacher, to tell people the gospel. And so as a football player, in his own words, the only reason he wants to do this is to reach others for Christ. So he's a great way to get to the gospel uh, in, in a way that's, and you know, he's on everybody's minds right now. So, yeah, that's great. In fact, I mean, you guys are so smart. It's exactly what I was thinking when I thought those topics up. Okay, what about your life? How would you guys get to the gospel? Let's say right now you're talking about your life. How would you get to the gospel? Shelby. Um, you're talking about, like, your complaints and yourself and, like, something super negative. Like, but it's okay because God does this, this, and this to, you know, uh, help me through or he's done this to yeah. show me this or just, like, like make it relevant and just, like, put it out there. That's so good. You start talking. Like, so bring up one of the questions. I probably... No good at figuring out somebody's. What's the first thing that comes to mind you hear about Christ? Or yeah. Questions, but someone to be copying them all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Yes, that's very good. No, that's exactly right. Gosh, it's so easy. I did this with the pizza guy. Remember, we had this secret connect where it's the first time we met you. I, you know, we we designed this to be a place where people that um, that normally wouldn't show up at connect would feel comfortable to show up and, and maybe not feel like they're going to get preached at and all that stuff. And so I go to get the pizzas, and they say, what pizzas? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm, like, in semi-panic mode. I text, like, every student I had on my phone at that meeting, call me ASAP. <laughs> you guys got those texts. I was like, uh, we need to figure out what to do, because they were going to be half an hour behind. And finally, I just, in my mind, I said, God, this is your problem. I mean, we are faithful to do everything right. You know, we got these ordered on time. We did everything. It didn't happen, and it's not our fault that it didn't happen. All I can do is trust that you're in this situation somehow, and I'm not going to stress out. I'm just going to put it in your hands, God. And so the, the manager comes, and he's like apologizing profusely. He's very sad that, that I'm, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, pretty not excited that they messed up that order. And I just told him, I said, you know what? I said, my confidence and trust are in Christ, and, and he says that he'll work everything for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. And I said, I don't know where you stand with God at all. But that verse gives me the assurance that I don't have to stress about this. And he goes, that's great. I think as a manager, he's thinking, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great way to do it. Okay, next one. You're cl- oh, I wanted to make a note. What's something else? If you were talking about what's going on in your life, I would often do this when I was a student. After we came home from a retreat or maybe after a weekend where, we had, where I went to church, I'd say, what did you do last weekend? Have you guys been asked that even today? You did that like five times today. Okay, sweet. What did you do last weekend? A party, dude. I don't know. Climbed a mountain. And then they say, what about you? What did you do? I went to this retreat. Sometimes I'd say, I went to a retreat, hung out with some friends and God. It'd be like this awkward silence. And then they'd say, how do you hang out with God? <laughs> that might be a little pushy right from the start. But right, talking about a retreat. Oh, what kind of retreat? Uh, you can do this super simple talking about your life. Okay, classes. Let's say that's the next random topic, classes. Let's say you're talking about classes. How would you get to the gospel from classes? Lee's done this a time or two. Um, I have this World Religions class. Mm -hmm. So that's way easy. Just pop right in there. Yeah. It's super easy. But you're just being creative. 
you're not in that class. Again, we go back to the beginning. You're not here on accident. God put you there for a reason, right? And not just for the students in that class, but for the other students that you're going to meet where you could use that class to get into conversations with them. So you're using each opportunity like 19 different ways for God's glory. Isn't that cool? I had a really good one with classes because I always took really depressing classes that were, that were always like about like doom and destruction and how people suck and all this stuff. <laughs> and so, like, no, they always tried to put it in a really positive light, but I was always like, man, if I, because I would talk about this and then I'm like, man, I'm really glad I have Christ in my life because I don't know what I would do like sitting through these classes and hearing about all this like really depressing stuff if I didn't have my hope set in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that was always a big one for me. Wow. Yeah, so you guys, we've just gone through most of those sound barriers, and each one of those we at least got through to where you could share the gospel. I would encourage you to use the four spiritual laws or the KGP, the Knowing God Personally booklet, because they're a transferable tool. We talked about that last week. You can go check it all out again. I'm not going to go through it again. They fully share the whole gospel, and they all bring you, or both those tools bring you to this fourth sound barrier. The one of asking somebody to make a decision. You already talked about it. You asked these two girls, which one best represents your life? That one. Which one do you want? That one. You just brought them to a point of decision. You help them see what's going on in their heart and then you're trusting the rest to God. You're not going to say, darn it, you better move now. You better get in that second circle. (laughs) You're not going to push them. You're not going to badger them. Again, you're not God never said, Shelby, you better get some results. <laughs> he never said, Heather, you need ten decisions a year. <laughs> yeah. God is not like a, a speeding ticket officer, right? He 17 speeding tickets a day. That is not God. All he wants, you can judge your success by your faithfulness and your obedience to share with the people around you. That's That equals success. Then you trust the results to God. So we're not just trying to check names off a list. We really want to present the gospel to people and then let the Holy Spirit work in their life and let Him lead them to a decision. But we want them to know that the decision is theirs to make. We want them to know that they have a response. Jim Elliott put it this way. He said, Lord, don't let me be a milepost along the way. He said, make me a T in the road so men will have to turn right or left on facing Christ in me. Isn't that good? That's how I want to be. I want to, I want to be able to talk with people and then say, look... Jesus says it's this way or that way. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. But I'm going to put the, the decision in. I'm going to put the ball in your court. I'm going to let you know that there's a decision to make. So I'd encourage you to use a tool like the, like the KGP that would bring you naturally and comfortably to that point of decision. And how many of you guys watched the video with wonderful little Leah over here? If you didn't get to watch the video last week, watch it on YouTube. Uh, and if you need that URL, I'll give it to you. Okay, so we're summarizing all this. We're going to show you a new tool called the Solarium. A lot of you guys are going to get to use it here pretty soon. Uh, but oh, I have one in my you have one. You guys can take that. Oh, you guys can look through some pictures there. You want to kind of crowd around him, guys. But anyway, I'm going to... We will actually close right on time today. I'm going to pick a few different pictures just because I think they illustrate some of the conversations you may have. I think they are all... This will be good. You can do this in a few different ways. We're going to start doing this every week on campus. And it will be 
a really good deal. Every week on campus, we set up a table where students walk by and they see all these pictures. Do any of you guys have the one with the wedding dress? I hope so. I do. Okay, can I have that, Brandon? It's not in this packet. Oh, yes, it is. That was the last one I wanted to share. So anyway, a lot of times we'll set up a table, right, as people are walking into the cafeteria. We just have a table with all these cards set out. And pretty much most of you guys that have done this know, whoever walks by, they want they, they see these pictures, and they can't help but think, what are all those pictures doing on the table? And they're all pretty artistic. So they stop and ask, what's this all about? And you say, oh, it's a picture survey. Really? Never done one of those before. What's that all about? And you say, well, you have a couple minutes? Sure, I have a couple minutes. And then you start the survey with them. We'll go through that in a minute. You don't have to just do it at a table, though. We have videos of all this online, too, so ask me and we can show you real examples with real people. And we ask them first. It's not like we... It wasn't like what I did with Ashley. Just put her testimony up without permission. But anyway, uh, we you can also walk straight up to somebody. Hey, why don't you come here, Malcolm? Be careful not to trip over that, too. But I'll be on camera then. Yeah. I don't like that. Malcolm, come this way. Come this way. Come this way. A little bit more. I'm in there. I'm in there. I know. Just come a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, let's pretend Malcolm is somebody I've never met before. I can walk up and say, hey, excuse me, you got a minute? Uh, sure. Yeah, we're doing this little picture survey, and uh, why don't you check it out? All right. Yeah. See how simple that is? Could you do that? Alex, that's pretty simple, right? And then from there, you just say, pick a picture that best represents your life right now. Okay, now you can sit down. It's real simple. But you just ask this easy question. Which picture best represents your life? You guys can even look through and see which one represents your life right now. I will show you some of the answers that we've got in just a minute as you look through those. The next question would be, and you can do a follow-up to that, which one represents how you'd like your life to go, right? The next one would be, which one represents how you view God? Okay, see, we're actually working through these sound barriers, but in picture form. And, and then just listening. We're asking questions and then just letting them talk. I've never had somebody not like this. Everybody I do this with likes this, because they like to talk about themselves. Like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, like all of us, we're all like that. We're sinful and selfish people. Gosh. And so, anyway, they start talking. And usually, you can talk as long as 45 minutes with somebody just on these five questions. Or you can keep it shorter. Okay, the next one would be, okay, so how have you got, what would you say, guys, if somebody says, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God? How would you express that through a picture? Yeah, what picture describes that? Exactly. Super easy. Okay, after that, which picture represents your spiritual journey up till now? And then, which picture represents how you'd like your spiritual journey to lead you in the future, or where you'd like it to go? Those are five simple questions. They're actually all in the back of each of these packets. And you could either do it on your own, walking up to somebody, or you and a friend could do it, just walking up to people and asking them. It's never awkward. Or you could do it on at a table in the cafeteria. But that brings you through meeting them and talking about spirituality. And it brings you to the point of asking this last question. But before we get to the gospel right there, before we talk about what you do at the end of the solarium, I want to just share a few pictures that that I've actually had people tell me. One's the wedding dress. A lady that we met on Main Street said, the wedding dress represents my life. I said, why is that? And this is a store owner on Main Street. Her, her mom owned the store. She works there, manages it and all that. And she actually opened the store and came back out to do the survey with us. She was very interested. And she was, you know, customers are in the store. 
and she's blowing them off to hear the gospel. I'm not kidding you. She was desperate to hear the gospel. And so many people are just like that. So anyway, in my mind I'm thinking, oh man, she's a store owner. We can't bother her. I don't want to mess up her business. Right? That's Satan like lying to me. Who cares about her business? Dude, eternity's on the line. If she is willing to stay and listen, stay and talk. You know what I mean? Don't have bad boundaries. So anyway, she picked this one. I said, why'd you pick the wedding dress? She said, because I want to be pure again. She said, I screwed up my life really bad, got into the party scene, slept around, got pregnant, out of marriage, had a kid, and that's not the life I want for my kid. She said, I want to be pure again. I know there's a way. I just haven't found it yet. She said, I've even been going to church. I've gone twice, but I haven't found out how to be pure again. What do you think we said? That's good. We'll see you later. No. <laughs> no. We shared the gospel with her. Right? We shared the gospel with her. I saw her probably two months ago. Just told her, this happened about a year and a half ago, and I saw her a couple of months ago. Told her I'm praying for her. We had somebody else uh, pick this rusted out, old, torn up bike laying against the wall. And she said, I asked her, why is that? Why'd you pick that one? She said, because my life is broken down, falling apart, rusted out, and I need somebody to help me. That was the first question and the first answer within 30 seconds of meeting this college girl on campus. What's that? You just skip all the way to number four. Huh? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. You don't have to just say, well, hold that thought for later. You can go through 19 more questions. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, you start talking. Okay. There were a bunch of college students at our Crush Fear project two summers ago. And there were a bunch of college students outside that we were going to share with, with a bunch of college students. There are two groups of college students. Imagine that. And we, me and this guy from Florida, he's a Division One basketball player, Justin Cecil. We walked right up to this group, and you know, there were four or five, and we started doing this survey with them. And one of the ladies picked this picture. The person, you can see their feet walking up the escalator. You see that one? And I said, why did you pick that one? You know what she said? Because that's the soul. She pointed to the bottom of the foot, and it's going up, and I want my soul to go up. Is that pretty phenomenal? Right? People get real open when they do this picture survey for some reason. I've never seen anything like it, but it's exciting. That girl's friend in the same group picked this one. These are non-Christians. You know what he said? He said, I feel like everything around me is dark and the light is out there and I'm looking for it, but I haven't found it yet. (laughs) Okay. So we definitely did not share the gospel with them. No, just kidding. We did share the gospel with them. We shared the KGP with them. And you know what this guy said, the same guy that had said that about the darkness being all around him? He said, I've never heard that message in my life. Never heard it in my life. And he didn't want to make the decision to trust Christ that day, but he was close. Right? And Lord willing, he's made that decision since. I guess we'll find out in heaven. The last one I want to show is this one. It was from this summer. It's these two doors that are all locked up. Okay? We shared it. We did this pastor's prayer time that we do every week. And afterwards... I had determined, I brought it, I put it in my car, and I determined, I had determined, man, me and whoever's left at the end of this prayer time, we were prayer walking. I said, we're going to go share the gospel together. And so it was me and Raymond and Jacob and um, somebody else, why am I forgetting? Oh, and Jerry Garrity. And I said, you guys, I want to show you this neat new tool. So they said, what is it? I showed it to them. We walked right up to these two guys in Buckley Park downtown. And we said, we just started doing it. Hey, you guys have a minute for a quick picture survey? What's a picture survey? Sure. Gave him the pictures. That guy, he picked that one to represent his life. And he said, I said, why'd you pick that one? He said, I feel like my hands are tied right now. I said, you've heard this story, right? 
Some of you guys haven't. I don't know if you've heard this, Brandon. I said, why do you feel your hands are tied? And his friend went kind of butts into the conversation and said, he's having probably the worst day of his life. Okay. And we're going, wow. He goes, I just found out some really bad news about my daughter. I have a court date. Uh, I guess he was, his parents were from Europe, but he was born in the U.S., but he couldn't find his birth certificate, so they were trying to deport him, even though he's lived his whole life here or something like that. And just bizarre. Something like that. I don't understand the whole situation, but he had a court hearing that was going to impact a lot of things for him. And uh, turns out, he said, I, there, there are two guys and a boy. I turned to talk to his, the friend and his son on the left, and the son is talking about how, or the dad tells me, this is cool, he tells me, you know, my son goes to Sunday school every Sunday, and he comes back and tells us about what he heard at Sunday school. It's transformed my marriage. We're about to get a divorce and all this stuff, and totally transformed our entire marriage, what he tells us. And he tells me the most important thing is to accept Christ. I'm like, yay, kid. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Right? And so anyway, and I'm talking, so I don't hear what goes on in the conversation to the right of me until we get reconnected as one group. But apparently the man on the right, he clarifies his situation to, the, to two of the guys that were talking with him while me and the other guy talked with his friend. And he says, the reason his hands are tied are that he clarifies. He says that his daughter just got raped, and he's planning. On, he was planning that day on murdering the guy that raped his daughter. And on top of that, that day, he uh, had this big court hearing. Right? He said, "You guys coming and talking to me this morning convinces me that God doesn't want me to do that, and that God wants to have control of my life." It turns out he had trusted Christ as a kid, but he had not been walking with Christ for years. And as a result of that conversation, he said. He wanted to start walking with God again and actually called Raymond since then and, and wanted to get plugged into his church. You know, I, I haven't asked to see if he went through with that and got plugged in. Gosh, aren't you guys glad that we did this little stinking survey? Pretty stinking sweet. Stinking. It's a good word. Okay, we need to close it out. Another good tool you can use, guys, I put the testimony worksheet there. Work through it because you could easily share what God's done in your life with somebody it could fit in in any one of these areas. Once you're talking about a spiritual topic, it's really easy to say, this is what God's done in my life. So do the spiritual, or do the, uh, the testimony worksheet, put it together, and figure it out. Another thing I want to close saying is, have a top ten list. Think through ten people that you want to see trust Christ. In your sphere of influence. We're talking about that sphere of influence that God's put you in. Think through that top ten list. And start praying every day for opportunities to share with them. Okay, guys? So let's just leave it there and close in prayer. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay, Ashley, will you be so kind Mm -hmm. to pray for us? Thank you. Dear God, I just thank you so much that we were able to meet and just learn about you and just learn about how to bring people, you know, like, towards you and just share the gospel and just plant that seed, God. And I just ask that you be with each one of us as we go out there and we do these questions and just get to know people and just bring them towards you, God. Um, thank you for allowing us to meet and just watch over the Bible studies tonight as well, God. Um, thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys. Have a great week sharing your faith.